Good morning, everybody. This is Judith A. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So there's been so many things that have happened since we podcasted last. Um, my mom has come home from the hospital. Um, so she got an ambulance home. And she was still kind of out of it. I don't know. Uh, she was pretty fighty and punchy and mean in the hospital and, and nonverbal at times, really. Uh, there were a couple of times when I left and I was sure she was about to give up the ghost. So it was weird because it was like the first morning I walked in uh, right after the head injury and the brain bleed stopped. And she was very friendly and sweet at first. And then she just, she just got, she got really, really, uh-oh. I am sleepy, guys. Sorry. I, I have been staying up for the last two nights uh, kind of half sleeping and half watching for her. So I am going to yawn. I'm very tired. Um, but I actually got good sleep, kind of. It was just broken. Let's put it that way. I had a lot of sleep um, Sunday, Sunday night, but it was broken sleep. So it was like every hour uh, waking up to look at her, dreaming that she had run off and looking for her. Um, so it wasn't restful, but I got a lot of sleep. And then I slept pretty well last night because she didn't get up to like five. But anyway, she really looked at times like she was giving up the ghost in the hospital. She was nonverbal. She would just stare at me a lot. Uh, one time she was looking at me like, let's just run. Let's just run away. And I was like, I've never seen you run in my whole life. So I don't know. I know they had given her morphine for pain. Um, I know that she, um, you know, I just don't like those hardcore drugs. I'm only using one of the things they gave me, and I'm probably going to pull her off of hospice sooner than later because she's not that sick. She is recovering. And I'll tell she has taught me one thing. If you are border, if you are healthy at your baseline, your body will, will heal, which I know because that happened to me. You know, when I went in the hospital and they were all like, it's lights out for you. You're going to something terrible. They were just like predicting my doom. And my blood work was so good. And I had so many healthy habits that they just watched me recover. Now, it took a while, but, you know, I recovered. And so it's the same with my mom. Like she she just is. Yesterday wasn't like any other day watching her, except you have to watch her so closely. Like, you can't get anything done. Yesterday was definitely a PTO day. There was not a lot of work happening because you have to stare at her because she's, like, getting ready to go. She's on the move, and she's so unsteady. And, I mean, the way she's walking, it's like a toddler. She's just real head-heavy. You're like, ah, you just want to fall on your head again. And uh, she's constantly bending over and picking things up off the floor and, it's a lot, but I will say this. She is doing great. I am excited about her progress. I'm probably going to remove all the stuff that we had going under the hospital. Uh, yeah, I Like I told you and I talked to my sister, I was like, dude, I feel like she's giving up the ghost. And now I feel like, you know, it, it, when it's your time, it's your time. And nobody can do anything about that. But also, too, in a very pragmatic way, if you are healthy for the most part, um, you will recover. Your body will heal. Your body's designed to heal. And that doesn't stop when you're 86 with Alzheimer's. So I feel like she's uh, recovering from the brain injury. 
Now, a brain injury on top of a brain disease has been quite unique. But um, she's very badly bruised and lumped up. But I, I feel like, you know, she even remembered Cheez-Its yesterday. I was pouring some Cheez-Its in a container. She was like, you know, I love those. <laughs> I was like, you do. So it's weird. I don't know. We're going to have to figure some things out. I, I she. <sighs> I read somewhere that someone was diagnosed with dementia, but they really just had Lyme disease or something. So I don't know. I don't know. And I was talking to one of the nurses and she pointed out, because I said, we have 70 million old people. She said, and I said, I think 10 to 20% of them will have Alzheimer's. She was like, you're being optimistic. And I said, what do you mean? Like 40%? She was like, what about cancer? And I was like, oh shit, I forgot about the other diseases. I mean, if you got 70 million old people, I would venture to say 60% of them will have some sort of chronic illness or something, some sort of illness, period. So we got to change that paradigm. I don't know how we do it. I don't know who's going to do it, but we got to change it, right? And we can. We can work on our health. We can be better. We can be healthier. Um... Yeah, because I don't want, I don't want to, I want to age gracefully. And I think we're going to have to because there's no resources. I was going to say that's the other thing I learned. This hospital system, heads and shoulders above my experience last year. Amazing. If you're in St. Louis, I don't want to flood them with more work, but the Mercy system, especially St. John's, they call it Mercy now, but it'll always be St. John's to me. It's fantastic. I've always gotten good care there. My mom had two knee surgeries there. Um, It's just great. It's just great. That system is the premier system in my book. I even talked to the neurosurgeon who was going to work on my mom's brain bleed. I didn't have to talk to her, right? She came in to consult in the ER without even knowing if we were actually going to have to do that surgery the next day. The brain bleed did stop. And I was not really trying to put my mom through that because I don't think everybody says the anesthesia makes Alzheimer's worse. So no thanks. But she came in and I talked to her and I talked to her assistant and I talked. I mean, I've talked her doctor called me yesterday, her primary care doctor. Like that's how it's supposed to be. And they're all young. I, I think the, aside from the surgeon, almost everybody was under 40. They're young. They're energetic. They use the word help one million times. It's just the best system. They all uh, have empathy. They care. More people say, oh, I'm so sorry you had to see that. And it's like, yeah, me too. It was horrible. It was just great. But no, nothing against them. But I did realize yesterday from talking to the social worker. So with hospice, you get social work, you get a doctor, you get, uh, well, I opted to keep her doctor, but you get a nurse. So I met her nurse yesterday and her nurse came out to look, I mean, my mom's in good health. And one of the nurses was like, well, I could look at her numbers and I knew she was going to be healthy. And I can look at the things that you're doing, like fish oil and turmeric and CBD. And I was like, yeah, well, what I've instituted for myself, I try to institute for my mom, but I, you know, she likes her cheeses and and uh, goldfish and um, I can't get rid of those things. 
And she was like, yeah, and right here, managing diabetes through diet. I'm like, yes. (laughs) So basically what I found out is I'm probably doing the best that anybody can do with this, if that makes sense. I didn't say that very well. So everybody I meet with brings me very little value because I've already done so many things. Like, um, and it's not in a mean way. Like, of course, for this fall, I, I couldn't fix that. But like her finances, I'm her power of attorney for health and what, uh, her health and wealth, help her money and her, uh, health, you know, so financial and medical. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm so sleepy. Um, I've already done that. I've already, uh, Done, made some moves with her home because even though it looks like an asset on paper, it has debt on it. You know, I have, I have, I don't know. I found out I'm exceptional at this, is what I'm saying, because there's no value in meeting with a social worker. Like maybe, but I'd already started the the Medicaid thing. I was going to pay somebody four hundred dollars, so that has been helpful, but only because I want to keep her at home and maybe get more resources that only Medicaid will pay for. Um. You know, for me right now, it's either, you know, figure out to find the cash to put her someplace nice and manage that or find the cash and keep her at home and manage that uh, with a staff or, you know, medicate at the very end when I know it's just beyond what I can do. Um, But it's a hustle because some of these great places that say they have Medicaid beds, miraculously never have a Medicaid bed open and then you wind up having to go someplace terrible. So somebody explain that to me. Um, and it's important guys, if you, if you're concerned about your loved ones ticking into their eighties, uh, and be above, um, start planning that stuff now, however far you are, if you're two years, five years, whatever, it's better to have a plan. Um, look into all the paperwork, uh, know what you can do. Know what your team can do. You know, right now it's just mainly me. My caregiver is great. She decided. I asked her if she could. I asked if she could come earlier, and she's like, "There's six o'clock. Cool." Um, she was like, "I was so worried about your mom," and I'm like, "See, that's what you want. You want somebody as worried as you are." So it's just it's been a lot of really good people, and the medical facility here that we used was fantastic. It's the Mercy System. Um, they have been great and kind. My mom is recovering well. I don't think we're going to need hospice. Um, uh, I I think we're just in it for a short amount of time just to make sure things don't go left though. I mean, this is all very new. She could be a completely different uh, animal tomorrow or today because, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. She was very sweet this morning. She was, I went in to try to help her and she, uh, I said, are you okay? And she was like, good morning. I was like, good morning. We need more urgency. Are you peeing the bed? You know, it's just so funny. But anyway, um, we're doing good. We're doing really good. I I feel like they were impressed with our setup. They were impressed with the level of care I've been giving her, which I guess is, I don't know. It's not like I resist compliments. I don't. But I just feel like I'm doing what everybody should do. You know what I mean? I'm not like a genius. This isn't like, oh, you know. Anyway, 
It's the same like when I got the masturbator out of the stairwell and my neighbors was like, my neighbors were like so thankful, like, oh my God, thank you. But I do that. That's what I do. I stand up for what's right. Like I was definitely going to talk to the police. I want this. Listen, it is nothing scarier than rounding the corner and seeing something that you weren't expecting. And it's a human. And then the last time with his penis exposed, and it's then all through your mind as a woman, it's like sexual assault, um, rape. Is he going to like, you know, does he have diseases? Is he trying to put his diseased sperm on me? You know, like all these different things go through your head. And then it's like, oh, I might have to kill a motherfucker today. (laughs) But anyway, thanks for your prayers. They're working. My mom is recovering. And uh, I want to thank my cousin for coming over and and staying with her and reading the Bible. That was helpful because I could get a nap on Sunday, Sunday night. So things are just moving along and they're going well. And I'm thankful. Thank you for all the support. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just I need to get keyed back into the world. I'm not really sure what's going on. It feels very interesting, though. I know one thing. I think Joe Biden is too old to be the president. He's also, you know, super corrupt like the rest of them. I'm telling you, man, I'm so furious because when I was talking to the social worker, I was like, you know what makes me angry is the government hasn't done anything about making this kind of care accessible to everyone, you know, and all these politicians have padded their pockets so they'll be able to pay for private care for their loved ones, but the rest of us won't. And this is not a poor people problem. There's there's multiple levels of Medicaid in, in Missouri, and apparently one threshold, you, you can only make $700 a month. Another type of Medicaid, you can only make $1,500 a month and before they'll help you, or then you have to get into some sort of program to spend down any money you have. So you can look as poor as possible on paper. So the government will help. This is ridiculous. So then you, that's one, 700, 1500 on one side. And then 6,000, 7,000, 8,000, $10,000 a month on the other side. So we're just going to have to figure out how to create communities of care. You know, families who, who, um, work together and, and, you know, when you go to work, I'll look after your parent. And when you, I'm at work, you'll look after mine. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to have to come down to something like that. Because the level of care that people are going to need is going to overwhelm the system. And I'm encouraged to see so many young people going into the field. But we need that many more. And they need to be good. So, it's something. But anyway, I just wanted to let everybody know everything was going well. I'm a little tired, but, you know, the prayers are working. My mom is recovering. And that's the big message here. When you are baseline healthy, you will recover. So my advice to everybody is to get very, very healthy and to get very, very wealthy. And the good thing about America is you can do both of those things. The, the the science is stacked against you. I'm not going to lie. These marketers, they do everything in their power to keep you eating this nasty, terrible food. And you get addicted to it. You like the chemicals you're consuming, you know. But that's the beauty of America and the flaw of America. It's a free market. They don't care about your health. 
I mean, people are making money off of your illness. Obviously, obviously illness is more profitable or they would get rid of these terrible chemicals that are illegal in other countries. But you have free choice and free will and you have to stand up and advocate for yourself. You have to choose health. And that means not eating some of this garbage, all any of that garbage. If your food doesn't go bad, don't eat it. If you literally can't look at your food in a week and be like, ah, I should have eaten this or, oh, I got to cook this now, then it's not real food. And even if you start 50-50, 50-50 fresh food versus processed food, that's better than nothing. That's better than eating all out of cartons and boxes and containers. Think about it. Get very, very healthy and get very, very wealthy. And you will enjoy your American experience. I guarantee. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for the love and the support. You are appreciated. Let's have an amazing year. Let's go.